episode 78. Welcome to Dharmic Evolution. Hey everybody, I'm your host, James Kevin O'Connor, singer-songwriter, audio-video artist, and master storyteller. Well, she decided to set her guitar down for a time, and a new sound was born. With a banjo and a deeply passionate voice, from Union City to Brooklyn, New York, let's find out her secret weapon. It's the enchanting and magical singer-songwriter, Aniel Reed. You better strap up your seatbelts, and let's go for a ride. On Dharmic Evolution today, another undiscovered treasure in my backyard. I have Anyel Reed here, who is from New Jersey, singer-songwriter extraordinaire. And Anyel, welcome to Dharmic Evolution. Thanks for having me. It's um, it's like I was checking out your music and I was like blown away. Girl with oh. a banjo. Yeah. I'm telling you, it was uber cool. So how did you get started and define that beautiful sound you have? Hmm. Well, I've been playing guitar for like years. And then I always wanted to have a banjo. And one day I just was like, it is the time to do it. And I bought it and fell in love with it. My guitar is now collecting dust. And that that was the beginning of finding the sound that you hear today. Wow. It sounds like you have a little plate reverb going on there. Maybe you could turn your monitor feed down just a little bit. Um, okay. That is super cool. I mean, as soon as I heard your first track, I said, wow, you've got like a really cool, unique sound. And so you were originally like playing guitar for your writing? Yes. Okay, so so the switch happened like how long ago? How long into the guitar were you when you just decided, hey, I'm going to try something different? Um, I picked up the banjo two years ago, and I was playing guitar for years, like since high school. Never at an advanced level, just, you know, picking some chords. Right, right. So, so what were your influences early on, like that you listened to that got you connected to the style that you're in right now? Um, the only person that's actually kind of, I wouldn't say that I'm directly influenced by anyone in Americana, but from country artists, I've always loved Alison Krauss's voice. Oh um, man, my favorite. Oh, Gretchen Mm -hmm. Wilson too. Great stuff. Yeah. So you're keeping company with the masters. Yeah, you know, you got to learn from the best. Or the mastresses, should I say. (laughs) Hey, so let's do this. Uh, Let's give everybody a little try here and say, what is this lady all about? This is uh, Anielle Reed driving. Yeah. 
about that one girl i love driving <laughs> <laughs> this song was actually inspired from a friend um who i would say lives a more exciting life than i do she just got out of a divorce and the gosh divorce was cheating on her so i just kind of combined all of that trying to write from different perspectives with um it evolved into the song driving so now how could that be possible that she could live a more exciting life than you <laughs> when you write a song like driving what's that yeah. all about she's probably saying there's no way girl exactly right she's saying that to you isn't she <laughs> I mean, I wish I could live her life. I just like write about other people's crazy, exciting lives. That is the enjoyment that I get. Right, right. So you yeah. are a storyteller as well. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, I tell you that from the, from the get-go, from the opening uh, snare hit, it just makes you want to get up and dance. You know, or drive. I, or drive, yeah. And and that's that actually was the first thing that occurred to me because I love driving songs and a lot of my music is actually, you know, co conjured up behind the wheel. You know, there's something mm -hmm. freeing about that and just watching the landscapes fly by, you know. Very cool. Exactly. So um, as you developed your style, like, and you were drawn into this and, and you have such a unique sound, um, who else did you listen to? You mentioned Alison Krauss, the, the queen of... Mm -hmm. um, I guess bluegrass they call her yeah. and um and Gretchen Wilson so um a lot of country influence um I would say because when I write it's not like I'm listening to somebody and then I'm like okay let me take the best from this person and try to put myself into it right so throughout my whole life I've listened to tons of different genres but um while recording this new album that's coming out I listened to a lot of Lana Del Rey and Bjork and uh, again country um yeah and some pop of course just um i would say that i like to listen to pop just to kind of hear the formulas right uh, um but not a lot of bluegrass not a lot of americana just a lot of Lana Del Rey, honestly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you just you just listen for your own pleasure and enjoyment, but it synthesizes into your own, like um, you know, we we are, I think, as writers, products of everything we touch, see, feel, hear, you know, and taste, and uh, and then it just becomes you know our own art, you know, manifests out of all those experiences. I think, don't you think? Yeah, I would definitely agree. I mean, it's, I guess, this creative or something that just hits you. And then we have to interpret that and release it through, you know, our fingers by playing the banjo or through our voice um, by creating this melody. So I completely agree. Yeah. How long have you been at it doing this? Because you, you got some great sound. Oh, thank you. Um, 
semi-professionally is what I'd like to say would be two years, but I've always been involved with something musically my whole life. Wow. Wow. It's just, it's just wonderful. And, uh, and where are you in New Jersey? Union City. Union City. So we're neighbors. Yeah. 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 I'm in Morris County, so I didn't even know about you. And thankfully, um, you know, somebody who's been, I just had somebody helping me find guests because um, the show is getting, you know, bigger. And, and I, I tell you, she, I was away for a few days in Austin and I came back and listened to your stuff last night and I was just completely, I mean, I get so excited. I got to tell you, when I hear an artist who comes through and I put on their music and um, I just feel, um, it just it just lifts me up like you can't believe, and I, that's how I felt when I heard your music. So, speaking of great music, let's listen to "Great Again" with Danielle Reed. You say you're here to save us, but nobody knows from who. Never realized I was living upside down. <laughs> so save me from myself. Make me great again. Now, what a song. Tell me about that one, girl. Where did that come from? That was inspired from Donald Trump's Great Again speech in which he was announcing his, you know, uh, that he was going to be running for presidency. Right. And I was like, oh, my God, great again. Literally, I was thinking that is the best slogan. It's so simple. And I just had to write something. God bless you. That speech. L- look <laughs> at you, you go, girl. Yeah. Did did people try to run you out of, out of town on a rail for that? Because <laughs> I admire your bravery. I mean, this political, <laughs> th- you know, the political thing is just like, let's all just throw mud at each other and see who's yeah. the winner, you know. But but I, I tell you, it's so it's so driven emotionally. Your voice and um, 
just the um the the sonic landscape that you put together on that hey tell me about the production on that um i always produce um in brooklyn at little pioneer cider house and i just go in with my voice the song and the banjo um and I, there's no formula it's it's just sitting down with the producer seeing what works what doesn't work but right. i wanted it to be soft um, I wanted to be emotional, and I think whenever there's strings, there's just that element of like, oh my god, I'm gonna cry. Right. So, <laughs> yeah, that's what we did. That's what. That's how I felt. I felt you got me like way down deep inside with that one. It was just beautiful. So, who is um, who do you work with on like who's producing this with you? I always work with a producer named Craig Levy um, of Little Pioneer Cider House Music. Um, he's actually the only producer that I could say that I've worked with. Right. Well, he is good for you. Um, Craig, you're stacking the cool, buddy. That's really, <laughs> really good. Well, what I like what he does is he um, he just so he puts you in a place that's so complimentary to your voice and your banjo playing. It doesn't like, um, you know, none of that is lost in the in the production effort at all. It's just it's highlighted and showcased, which is, you know, your strength. I feel I mean, that's what you know, it's the essence of uh, Danielle Reed. I love it. Thank you. Yeah, he's my secret weapon. Yeah, it's you know, but I think I think um, having a, a good producer is such a valuable piece that um, you know it takes us some of us a while to get to somebody who is um, who kind of like gets you, like and really exactly. understand. And then once they get you, it's like almost like it's almost like there's a um, unspoken language between you. You don't even have to say too mm -hmm. much, right? Mm -hmm. Exactly. I feel like I honestly feel like I could just go in put, you know, my parts in, fall asleep and wake up with something that I'm like, oh, how did you know? This yeah. Is what, you know, you, <laughs> so. do, you do the Rip Van Winkle thing. OK, I'll be back in uh, 20 years and have everything done. <laughs> I'll, I'll have my whole career out there. Right. <laughs> hey, Danielle, tell me about um, tell me about live performing. I'm, I'm assuming that you play out live. Um, I actually, so I have a love hate relationship with live performing. Okay. I do occasionally play out. And of course with the new album coming up and the single that's out, I should be playing out more. Um, I love connecting with different people and seeing their reactions to the songs, especially as a female banjoist. There's, you can just get a lot of attention just by standing with your banjo. Right. So that's kind of fun to have that engagement and connection. Um, but I really started music because I wanted to make music for film. Um, I really enjoy kind of think like trying to make songs as feature songs for shorts and stuff. It was never, I want to be performing all the time. So right. I see performing as the step that you need to take to get to that point where you're exposed to filmmakers and other people who want to use your music. Right. So, I, I like it. It's not a love. I, I kind of wish it was. Yeah. So, but, so um, what is, so like when you do perform do you do like, um, do you do shows or coffee houses or small bars or like where do you end up? Like what's your what where do you seem to end up? Well, based in New York City um, and I've played a couple of times in New Jersey, it's small bars. It is 
coffee houses. It's very like Ameri- <laughs> Americana themed places, you know, the rustic where right. they sell like grilled cheese. Like that's where I see myself in my music um, because I do play just me and the banjo. So for that kind of intimate sound, it's those kind of intimate venues. Right. Um, hey, yeah, wh- nothing big. Well, well, that's that sounds like the right place for you. Yeah, for sure. Hey, hey, what's the title of the new album that's you're working on? Remembering. Remembering. Oh, okay, awesome. We're gonna have to look for that. Hey, let's talk about um, social media a little bit. Are you like leveraging that? Is that something you're you're all over? I mean, I, I know you have a YouTube channel because I've already subscribed, and uh, I already liked you on Facebook, but I haven't gotten to Instagram yet, so I got to check you out there. So tell me, <laughs> tell me where are you focusing your attention in that world? I am on. Almost every social media that I should be on. Um, I'm not on Snapchat. Um, I, I think I've created an account, but I never go on it. Right. Um, I'm really on Instagram because I'm finding that from what I can see of my demographic, which is a bit of an older crowd, right. they're not on Snapchat. They're not really on uh, other. Just they're mainly on Facebook and Instagram, which is where I am. Right. Instagram is pretty awesome. I, you know, I love Instagram. I, I feel for, um, just from experience and meeting, um, like I know Sue B. Zimmerman, they call her the Instagal. Like she's like the, the, the professional and Jen Herman also, um, really, really up there with the Instagram platform. And I've learned a lot from those two ladies. They've both been guests on my show, but it's really great for all you folks out there who are musical singer songwriters in the music biz in some capacity. Man, there's nothing more the bomb than Instagram. I mean, I, I meet more and more more like artists on Instagram and the direct messaging I think is just pretty awesome. The best thing about Instagram now is that you can still connect and reach strangers for free. Facebook, it's very hard to do. Um, I just feel a little bit now you can start to see on Instagram, you're starting to see ads. So eventually it might change. But right now, Instagram and another one, um, Vine, I think that's just the best to connect Oh, Vine is? Really? I mean, I've heard that. I don't have a young demographic, so I'm not focusing on it. Yeah. But the fact that it's brief videos, you can just, like with Instagram, you can just tag whatever, and it can reach whoever's looking for that. There's no need to pay to reach, you know, whoever. So I think it's that aspect of being able to tag and reaching whoever is looking for that particular tag. That's just amazing. Yeah, I'll have to check that out. I just did get on Snapchat, and I haven't spent enough time. I got on Periscope, and I kind of bailed lately off of it because, uh, you know, so many hours in a day and so much attention to so many things, you have to, like, just stay with your strengths, I believe. You know, you can't. Exactly. Yeah, if you get if you get too, like, trying to be everything to every platform, then you, I don't think you're, um, you're spending your time wisely, you know. Exactly. Hey, let's listen to another one with Danielle Reed. This is... His love song. Yes. 
Awesome song. Where did that one come from, Aniel? Why did you write Love Song? <laughs> I wrote Love Song because I probably have a hate-love relationship with love itself, too. Uh-oh, um, <laughs> here it comes. Here comes the story. I knew you had one of these in you. So, okay. <laughs> so a friend, wink, wink. <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> it's really just about that, I guess... I'm like kind of obsessed with lust and love and what those things make you do and uh, morality itself too and how those all together sometimes don't really click. It's a crazy driving force, isn't it? Yeah. (laughs) It really came from that feeling. And I feel like in my life, I really like to just be uber passionate. Right. It doesn't, I guess as an artist, most artists are very passionate, but it just came from that thinking about all of those emotions and it just came out. Right. So, so do you feel like when you're, maybe when you're not with somebody or connected with somebody, do you feel like um, that um, drives your artistic of abilities even harder and, and manifests more great music? Usually what, <laughs> what brings about great music for me is probably an intense attraction to something. I have to be intensely attracted to something or in a high emotional state. Um, and I've been, I'm actually married, so I've been married for a long time, so I feel like I've been connected to him for some time. Okay. But when there's like riffs, then there's that high emotional state where I'm like, okay, I'm going to write now. Okay, so 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 when you're, when you guys have like had a little, drifted apart a little bit, then that, that charges you up to write something. Yeah, or even like if you just see like an attractive person on TV and you're like, hmm, I'm going to write now. Right. Right. Yeah. So it, so it doesn't it doesn't matter where it comes from as long as it comes from somewhere. Yeah. Right. And and so tell me your process. Like when you're writing, just grab a pencil and paper, uh, put the banjo in your lap, and just start. Because uh, I hear like you're you. I just had this vision of you sitting there picking and coming up with grooves, and then and then the song just you know just comes to you. 
You are 100% correct. Really? That is really what I did. I, I was like, no formula. Yeah, I was seeing you in my mind. I said this because, you know why? Because I love writing groove-oriented music, and I could hear that, like, with you. Like, because all of your banjo playing has a, 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 a wonderful groove to it, and it just seems like, wow, this, this is fun to write to this, you know, because, you know, you pick out this cadence and this motion and this melody, and it's just driving along and then um and then wow let's just get some lyrics on this right yeah pretty much yeah so um so do you ever co-write or work with anybody else or you just pretty much a solo act um as a writer um right now it's just me as Anyel Reed I actually when I first um started getting into the banjo I was with a friend Winter and we had a little duo called Red I'm, so, I'm sorry, say that again. We, say that again. It um, just dropped out. We cut out there. I was, oh, no problem. Um, I was in a duo in the past, probably two years ago, when I first got my banjo um, called Red Winter. And okay. we co wrote a couple of songs. We had a video out called Troubled Old Man, which is still out. And after that ended, I just came out as myself, Anya Reed. And I do have a lot of singer songwriter friends. Um, one in particular, Liam Leone. Um, I do write with him, and we're working on a project right now. But I'm not really big into co writing um, right, right now. Yeah, I know it's um, I, I, it's kind of like the era of co-writing where a lot of people are, um, you know, a lot of people do it to the point where it's like sometimes to me I'm like, how do they do this? I just saw seven writers on one song. How does well, that's that political too. Yeah, yeah, I think it is, and um, but I think everybody has to do what's right for them. Like some of the people I've um, I, I've done it a little bit, but but pretty much. You know, 99% of the time, I, I kind of work by myself, but I've seen people be very, very successful with it and have, like, you know, dedicated writing partners, which works mm -hmm. really great. So I think whatever, um, whatever your jam is, you should embrace it, you know, mm -hmm. and just go with it. Yeah, I agree. Hey, what are you looking forward to, like, in the next, uh, you know, the next year? Like, what's, what do you have high on your, your radar that you're, you're like, pumped up about? <laughs> I'm just really pumped up to just create. I feel that once I got into music, I was really like reading all the music industry books about licensing and the business. And I got very, I think, discouraged from having that kind of viewpoint right. um, mixed in with music. So right now I feel that I'm kind of letting go of all of that the heavy weight of thinking about the industry and, and just creating. So I have um, a couple of video projects lined up and feature songs for short films coming up and um, another like full length feature film. So I'm just, I'm just so excited that I found a couple of people to create beautiful things with um, music and film. So. That's great. That's great. And I'm glad you were able to uh, take that approach with just saying, you know, I'm going to let this go because it, the business side of it can get overwhelming. But I really feel that um, that the best days of music are, are still ahead of us from the artist's perspective. I think it's it's in a state of flux still right now. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of like reinventing itself in some capacity okay. where I think ultimately the um, the artist will have more say and more control over their own um 
you know, their own destiny as far as how to survive and how to prosper as, as, mm-hmm. a, as a creative artist, you know. So I'm, I'm looking at it from that perspective, Evan. Uh, you know, I, I just keep the conversation going amongst other artists to, to just weigh in on it and let me know how they feel. But let's do recollecting right now. Recollecting, I like that one. Hey, tell us a story on that one, Danielle. <laughs> this is probably my most—I don't want to say explicit, but I guess I'd have to say song. Right. Um, it's really about when you're checking out somebody that you like on your phone, and you're all by yourself, and the things that happen when you are admiring that person. Right. So, so what kind of things happen? Recollecting, you can call it playing. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that's All what right. Excellent. Hey, um, you have been featured in an Australian short, In Tune, and the American Romantic short, Neo Love Story. Yeah. Awesome. Tell us how that happened. Um. Well, when I first uh, just got like my masters of um, my first album, Ain't Like Um, I was like, oh my gosh. I love this. I need to contact every filmmaker I know and be everywhere. So I went on Vimeo and just was like emailing just filmmakers that I like their stuff. And um, Dean Saffron was one of them. And he really enjoyed the music. And um, he was like, I really just want to put a song in my next project. And that's how that happened um, with that short. And then Neo Love Story, I was on a site called Mandy's. And they just list 
you know, different projects. And I just fell in love with what the filmmaker was trying to express kind of about love and this whole texting age. Right. And um, we really connected about, like I said, I'm kind of obsessed with lust and love. So I think we both connected on that level and um, we just worked together with that. Actually, I just gave him the song. I was not responsible in any way for like the, the script. Right, right. And then and then you also are in um, Garth McGowan's Austin? Yeah. Wow. So, um, yeah, two of his songs, Try Harder. Uh, yeah, that's his album. Yeah, Austin and um, This Bottle's Too Small. And then also the Icelandic track, Lilja, produced yeah. by Daniel Malik. Mm-hmm. So, how, so tell us on that one. What did you do on that one? I... I'm actually singing in Icelandic for the full song, which was amazing. I had to go through, you know, learning how to pronounce the words. Right. Um, it was awesome. My favorite artist is Bjork. So I, I just felt like, I love Bjork. I should be able to sing in Icelandic. So right, right. That's how it happened. That's it's fantastic. It's one of my favorite songs. I can't believe that. You know, this show is downloaded in Iceland. So, uh, so we have fans up there and I don't know even how that happened, but I'm happy that it did. Hey, I want to circle back to the texting for a minute because that has become like a complete insane obsession, um, with everybody in, in communication these days. And, um, Mm -hmm. I just want to give my little quick, uh, two cents in, I think we're missing, uh, good old verbal communication. I like talking to somebody because when I speak to somebody, I can hear everything about them through their voice, through the tones in their voice, through their expressive, you know, the way they express themselves, their personality. So I think texting, um, you miss a lot of that, although it is very immediate and convenient and easy. What's your spin on texting in general? I was actually just speaking to... Um, Jas Singh, who I've done, um, he has these Creative Hub episodes, and I'm in a documentary with him, so he's a filmmaker. And I was just emailing with him today that I really want to meet up with him um, and, Sunday. And, and who was it that you said? I think I got cut off. Oh, his name is Jas Singh. Um, it's a 4IC production company. Um, we did, we're doing a documentary together, and he shot the episode. And um, <clears throat> I was just emailing with him today about how I really wanted to meet up with him. He was like, no, if I don't know if you know about that New Jersey strike that's going to be coming up affecting New Jersey transit. Yes. He's like, yeah. So he's like, no, if, if the transit's going to be really bad, let's not do it. Let's talk on the phone kind of thing. And I'm like, no, I really I specifically said I feel like I haven't spoken to someone face to face in so long. So this would be nice. Right. So. It's, I feel like you get, I know that musicians and singer songwriters and people who really want to be involved in the creative field, listen to this. And I feel that it's so important to say that a lot of the deals that I've made were made not from emailing. They were really made from speaking to the filmmaker, speaking to the publisher, like going out of my way, meeting them, looking at them straight in the eye. That's where I think net, that's real networking. That's where you're going to get I think better deals is you, from not texting. So I think you and I think alike. Great minds think alike and yell. You know that? <laughs> they do. I, I agree because um, we're, we're missing something. Uh, you know, you like you get so much uh, uh, the essence of a person. Like even this like online dating is so crazy because um, – 
you know, I tried it a bunch of times and I threw in the towel on it quite a while ago because, um, you know, I, I just like being in the presence of somebody and, and knowing, you know, who they are, you know, feeling their spirit, if you will. Exactly. And and I think some of some of us being, you know, very sensitive as musicians and songwriters and so forth, um, you have that antenna up and you kind of get that like right away. Like, man, I can feel how authentic and real and, and cool this person is. And I don't need a bunch of photographs and a bio. I'll find that out on my own. So, mm-hmm. so um, back to uh, recollecting. I like that song. That was really cool. So, hey, give us something um, that we can share with to get people to uh, to connect with you, to support you, to purchase your music as we're winding down here on the Dharmic Evolution um, website. Or how can we reach Anielle Reed and support her? Well, you can reach and support me on my website, which is anyalreed.com. Um, I am on Instagram as anyalreed, Twitter, anyalreed, Facebook, anyalreed. Um, and I love responding to messages as well. So That's awesome that you're on. You know, I forgot to hit you on Twitter. I'm going to get you right after the show on that one. So we'll be totally connected. Anyel, this was wonderful. I'm so glad you took time out to visit us at Dharmic Evolution and um, and uh, share your stories and your music and your your great voice and and your your whole approach to music. I really enjoyed this, and uh, I appreciate you and wish you all the success in the coming months, years, and millennia as you go forth in time. Thank you. Make America great again. Her secret weapon is Craig Levy. She prefers face-to-face. Driving, great again, love song, recollecting. Check out everything that is Aniel Reed in the show notes that Leanne creates for your convenience, and please support this fine, talented young lady. Also, when you get a chance, head over to dharmicevolution.com. Check out all the content on the site, including my coaching page. If you're a podcaster new to the space or thinking of becoming one, I am the podcast launch expert and can help you with that challenge. Just email me at kevin at dharmicevolution.com. And if you've been a guest on this show, you are now famous. You're in 43 countries and you are on the site. Aniel is now on the site. There's also videos, photos, conversations, music downloads, and links to all of my past guests on the site. Don't forget, the downloads are free. However, the content, it's priceless. Also want to ask both my guests on the show and the audience, stop by iTunes and leave a review for us, please. I read them all and I thank you all. It helps the growth of this show tremendously. And the more we grow, the more we can continue to serve the indie artist community around the world. Hey, tune in on Sunday, April 10th to DE79 to hear the very talented Natalia Medvedotskia, who not only played at the Whiskey A Go-Go in L.A., but she's also a symphonic composer and performer. Way too much cool here to share. you got to tune into this one. That's it for me today. I'm your host, James Kevin O'Connor, singer-songwriter, audio-video artist, and master storyteller. So until the next time, when we meet again... I'll either see you on the socials or I'll see you from a stage.